He said, how be it when he comes, the Holy Ghost comes, whom I will send in my name. And when he comes, he's going to indwell in you. He's going to dwell in you. He's going to teach you. My God, thank you, Lord. Change you. Yes, God. Yes, God. Yeah, God. Bring things to your remembrance. Remind you that you are a Christian. Come on, Remind you that you are to walk in love. Yes. Remind you that you are to live holy. Yes, Remind you that you are to come out from among them. Yes. Remind you that you are to separate yourself. Yes. The Holy Ghost was sent to do an awesome spiritual work in our lives. Amen. To prepare us for the coming of a soon came. That is his job. Thank you, Lord. And he's working, like they say, around the clock. And you know one thing I find out about the Holy Ghost? He will create situations that so discomfort to you, to teach you, to change you. Whatever he has to create, and whoever he has to use, and whatever he has to do, he will do just that to change you, to shape you, to mold you. He knows that you're not going to faint. He knows that you're not going to fall out of the race because God already said that he will not allow more to come upon you that you are able to bear. He said if you get too hard for you, he said I already made a way of escape so you can escape it. That's the kind of God you serve. And the Holy Ghost knows just how much you can take. You know that problem, that situation? That he been telling you to get rid of before he bring a trial in your life for you to get rid of? He'll tell you first, he prefer the easy way. But if you choose not to want to go the easy way, then he go to plan B. Then if plan B don't work, you don't want plan C. But his job is to mold you and shape you and prepare you for the coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And he's coming back for a church that have made herself ready and without a spot or anchor. And the Holy Spirit have a job to do. Amen? I truly thank God once again. So today we're teaching on at the cross. And on the cross. Now before the cross in uh, Matthew 16 and 18, you know, I really I'm not the word of God, you can't exhaust the word of God. You can repeat it over and over. It's still what it is, the word of God. You might say, I heard that before. Yeah, but that's, that's hurt with your spirit to ears. There's a lot of things that we heard before, but the way you lived your life, you think you never heard. Oh, man. Come on, that's Did I say anything? <laughs> and you know a lot of times we say, I know that. But do it know you. Testament, which is shed for many 
for the remission of sin. So, you know, if he shed his blood for the forgiveness of sin, I don't have an excuse to continue sinning. Wow. I'll always say, if I continue sinning, it's because I love sinning and I want to sin, and I, I refuse to obey the Holy Spirit dwelling in me, it's no way that I can continue sinning when the Holy Spirit dwelling in me will not remind me that I'm sinning. All right, Dr. Then the Bible said that the Holy Ghost was sent to bring everything to our remembrance. Why don't he bring to my remembrance that I'm sinning, I'm walking out of love, I'm evil, I backbite, I judge, I criticize. You don't think the Holy Ghost doesn't remind us of these things? But if I love doing these things, I will ignore the Holy Ghost. Come on. That's right. Teach. And I'll put it on, I'm trying. There's no way in the Bible that God should try to live holy. He said, be it. Be ye holy in all matters of conversation. He didn't never ask us to try. You know why? Because God know what he invested in the church. The church possessed supernatural power. The church is the body in the temple of the Holy Ghost. God know that there's no power, no person, or nothing that can stop the church. He know that I can live holy just like he, uh, he uh, 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 commanded me to live holy. Why would God ask me to do something that I cannot do? And if God knew that I just cannot live holy, I have to sin every day. God said, do the best you can. It all come out in the wash. They used to tell you that. Do the best you can. Well, your best you can is not in your Bible. The old Bible said, be something. Why would God ask us to do something that, God, I, I can't do this. Uh, it's out of my reach. Because uh -uh. the power that I put in you it's unstoppable. He said the same power that raised up Jesus from the dead, the resurrection power, the supernatural power, the power that death could not hold when this power wanted to raise up Jesus Christ. Nothing, demon and devil and principality and power and evil spirit could not hold Jesus in hell. When that supernatural power with the Holy Ghost got ready to raise him up, he had to come up. And now the Bible tells me in Romans 8 and 11, he said the same power, not a different power, not one like it. He said the very same power that raised up Jesus from the dead dwelling us. That's why in this almost a waste of prayer to pray for you to live holy. you need to live holy twelve within you. Only thing you need to do is make up your mind that you want to live holy. All it is is based on your mind. What do you want? Nothing can stop me. What you? Nothing can stop me. There's no devil can stop me. He's been stripped of his power. Nothing can stop me. I stop myself. That's how powerful I am. I have the power to stop myself. The Bible says let. That means I have the power to let or not let. To church. He said let this mind be in you, meaning I don't have to let it be in me. It's up to us. It's not up to mama, bubble, your wife, <laughs> your boss. It's up to us. We are so wholesome made that I don't believe that we 
really don't realize just how awesome we are. It's a lack of renewing your mind to think. Just think. If I have the power of the Holy Ghost dwelling in me, how can anything defeat me? Jesus demonstrate, I mean, God demonstrate the Holy Ghost power when he raised Jesus from the dead to let us know just how powerful the Holy Ghost is that dwell in us. Okay, at the cross. Oh, have mercy. At the cross. Oh my God, what a day. We all been to the cross. The burden of our heart rolled away for we'll get to that. In Matthew 16, verse 18 and 19, revealed Jesus was written before Jesus went to the cross. So a lot of things Jesus said, a lot of things Jesus done was before he went to the cross. We are not living before he went to the cross. We are to live after he went to the cross. A lot of times we tie demons and devils with power because before Jesus went to the cross, before he stripped Satan off his power, he had power. But after he went to the cross, and we all know that he arose and said, all power in heaven and earth is given unto me. We are to live from after the resurrection. Because if you live before, you tie yourself up. You always think that the devil has power over you if you live before. But if you live after, Colossians 3.15 says God stripped Satan off his power, made an open shore out of him. You have to live there. Enforce what God has done. But if you live before the cross, you would always think the devil can do the devil bound. I hear Christians say the devil held me bound up. Well, before the cross. But then Jesus said, upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell shall never be strong enough to hold out against you. My church in my name shall they bind up and my name shall they loose. Now if I have binding power and loosening power, how in the world can I be bound up when I am the one to do the bounding? But when we teach before the cross, we don't teach Christians that the devil can bind you up. And we are afraid that I have many people got in this prayer line and say, I, I, I'm bound up. Yeah. Now, they're living before the cross. That's right. Yeah. But after the cross, Woo. we became supernatural people. Yeah. Awesome people. Yeah. Nothing can stop us. And Jesus spoke all of this into existence before he went to the cross. Just like when Abraham, when Jesus told Abraham in the book of Romans, I think it's four chapter, he said, Abraham, I have already made you a father of many nations. You trying to do all these things to help yourself, but read the Bible. I have already made you these things. Well, I'm saying to the New Testament church, God have already made you more than a conqueror. Yeah. He already made you these things. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Just live out what you have been made. Good God. Wow. Matthew 16 and 18, Jesus revealed his church. He revealed a church plan, the church purpose, and the function of the church to be on earth. He revealed the church plan, 
the purpose for this church that he wanted to build. Jesus wanted to build a church that had never been built on earth before. He wanted a church that would not take down to his problems and situation and circumstances. He wanted a church that know that if I said that I said to Paul and your knees, you read it and you stay there and you stand on it. Yeah, we can stand on anything that you want to stand on. That's right. I'm serious. Cause in the natural, you can do that. Yeah. When you make up your mind, you're not going to do something in the natural. You know that you will not do it. That's good, Dr. Well, how much more with the power of hey, God dwelling hey, in us? Glory, glory. See, we pray weak. Yeah. We talk weak. Yeah. But in the eyes of God. We are more than a conqueror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can talk weak all day long, but you turn in your Bible to Romans 8, I can't put it in, 837, I think it said, nay, and only thing, we are more than a conqueror. You can be falling down, you can talk weak, you can act weak, but if you pick up that Bible, it has already been written. And what you're saying, God said, you're still more than a conqueror. See, I was belly aching, I was talking that cannot change this. Thank God. Thank God he don't have to he don't rewrite the Bible by calling to our mouth. And how we feel, of course. He revealed, God, Jesus Christ revealed the church power and authority on earth. And he revealed the church bounding and loosing power on earth. And we went over that. So, um, Moving forward to what he also said the church ought to be in Matthew 5, verse 13 and 14. He revealed the church character. Wow. Wow. <laughs> church character. Sad when Christians don't have no type of character at all <laughs> to demonstrate that they are Christian besides telling people. Besides writing sign and wearing big cross around your neck. That don't mean absolutely a lot of people wear crowns around their neck, not even a servant of God. So we think that you know they see that sign on my car, they say, Yeah, you said the car was holy, but what's who's driving the car? Uh, that person holy. Amen. We don't know if people got a big sign on the car and then cutting people off, giving the finger, and then the, but the sign that the car didn't do it. You know what? Until you get it, you turn the car. You get it. The car, is, the car is all right. <laughs> the car said, "I ain't said nothing." It's the man that's driving the woman that's driving the car. So it's your car. <laughs> <laughs> you know, let's move on. I'll, I'll figure that will stay with you next time you act up when you're driving and, and just acting and, and going close up on people and looking at them. You'll be careful how you look at people nowadays. You might not wind up with no eyes. You better be careful. <laughs> yeah. This Christian should never do these things. A lot of things I'm going to talk about today, it, it shouldn't be in a Christian character. We should say, if someone cut you off, you said, I praise God that, God, you keep them, because it just might cut somebody off and it just might run into the back of them at the wrong time. But we, we always have something to say about that if someone cut us off. Well, you get his license from the same place you got yours. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> anyway, <laughs> verse, let's read verse 13, reveal the church character on earth. How are you supposed to act like? What we're supposed to be like? When you find yourself and be around sinners that cursing and drinking and using God's name in vain, and you won't comfort with them and being around Christian, it's something wrong. Using God's name in vain, you can sit there and listen to that, the God that you serve, the God that helped you, the God that delivered you, the God that called you out of darkness, the God that translated you into the kingdom of his still son, and you can sit around, that's unsaved and listen to them, scandalize your name, your God's name, your savior, just to keep a friend. You don't need that type of friend today. No, let me back up. What it is, I didn't recognize that you are a Christian. Is that comfortable being around you cursing and no? I mean, something, I mean, the, the, the power of God that dwells in us to say something that you saying anything, that, that, that the way that you serve God, that, that the feel that you have for God and your conversation that you have for God, it should automatically let that person know this person is a child of God. And when that person wants you to say or say something, they might say, excuse me, excuse me. Yeah, yeah. But if they don't say a word, and then somebody has to remind them, you know, she's supposed to. <laughs> 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 you know what? You cuss like that, you know he go to church, she go to church, she's supposed to be a Christian. He's like, I ain't know that. <laughs> Why? They're not showing the character of a Christian. My God, my God. God said, my church and my people will be like, read it. Ye are the salt of the earth. But if the salt have lost his savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden under foot of men. Okay, that, that teaching that uh, ye are the salt of the earth and the Bible said we're good for nothing. We know that in the, in the biblical days they would gather salt. And in the process of gathering salt, they would get dirt and everything in it, and it made it impure, and so they would throw it out. So God not saying, so it's another uh, revelation on teaching in that, but today we are going to, the Holy Ghost, we're focused on the belief of character, salt. <laughs> belief to character on earth. God's revealed that the believer character on earth, that the church that he was building was going to be like salt. He used salt as a demonstration because, you know, you know that salt, uh, nothing can stop salt. You can, you can, I don't care how much sugar you put in water, but you put salt and then salt would overroot with it every time. And God would always relate his people to something that is powerful on earth and let us know just how powerful my church is and just how powerful my church is going to be. He said salt changes the taste of everything. He said my people are going to be just like that. Their character is going to change the taste of everything. When you come in the presence of some sinners, you're going to change that whole atmosphere. Because you are the Sovereign. Now he said, "Ye are the salt." You know what I'm saying? God didn't say, I want you to go out and pray 10 times a day for you can become salt. You notice he didn't say anything. I want you to fast to become salt. He said, I already made you, built in you. You have salt in you. You can preserve. You can make a difference in everybody's life if you just make up your mind because you have a tube. I have already equipped you. You have salt in you. 
just like a fish. A fish was, was born to swim. God didn't send a fish to swim in school. He said, just get in the water. That's all you have to do. And you will start swimming. Because why? It's built in. It's built in. A bird don't have to go to flying school. Only the people that fly an airplane got to go to flying school. Because they're not built in you. But it was built into a bird to fly from day one when that bird was hatched out of the egg. He said, know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which you have of God, which is in you. You are not a your own anymore. Said, therefore, you glorify God in your body. And with all your members, you glorify God. I Yes, I 
declared that he called us out of darkness yes, and translated us yes, into a place that we couldn't translate ourselves. And that place is into the place of the kingdom of God, his dear son. That is awesome in your head that God transferred not your flesh, but your spirit. He transferred, transferred your spirit. But flesh and blood is still here. But your spirit is something about it. Your spirit has the power of the Holy Ghost in it. And your spirit is strong enough and enough power to control your flesh. Flesh is no match to the Holy Ghost. Flesh cannot overrule the Holy Ghost unless you allow it to. The Bible said that what? The spirit is what? Willing. But the flesh is what? Weak. Right. Lord, I got five minutes. I have got. Well, you know, I thank God. Uh, we'll be teaching again, but we're going to do this thing about the salt. It's really good. He said, you are the salt. Salt is different from the things it is put on. What does it mean that believers are to be different from the world? That's why God called you salt. Salt is different. It changed the flavor. Believers supposed to change the flavor of a sinner mind to continue sinning. How did believers change that flavor? By the way that you reverend God. You're changing a lot of time by just talking. It's the way you live. It's the way you act. You don't change it by gossiping, running down everybody you can run down. No, that will not excite a sinner to change. But it's the way that you reverend your God. The way that you feel God. The way that you talk about your God. The way that you act. That, that, oh, that change. That See, God is irresistible to people if we will resent him. He is God, the Holy Ghost. And no man, no person can resist the power of the Holy Ghost when they see the power of God in your character. He see that you're not telling him that you're a, you're a Christian. You acting it out. But when he makes these stupid jokes and jokes, it's not funny to you. See, it's not funny to you. But you know, we just want to stay friends. We be laughing. And what you think the Holy Ghost is saying? And you're not being salt. Hey, no, you're not being salt. Come on, come on. Why would you go along with him and he would not go along with you? I'm going to say that again. Why do Christians always bow to sinners and sinners doesn't bow to you? What do you mean bow? I mean they can drink, they can curse, you'll go along with it. But if you start talking about the Lord and showing Christ, why can't they just bow to you sometimes? Why did this why? Because the way that you live your life, your character doesn't display that you are a true born child of God. Your character is saying that I'm straddling the fence. I can be with my buddies here. I can <laughs> like the song that we always say. I was having fun with my buddies and uh, some he said, uh, what you used to say. No, not that way no more, not that one, but uh, I'm a cabin with my friends and street life. Street life. See, you can get out in the street life and act just like them. And then, 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 then they don't see absolutely nothing. All they know, you go to church on Sunday. That's it. That's it. That's all they know, you go to church on Sunday. 
And you just say, you know I'm a Christian. You don't have to tell people that. Your character should tell them that. You are the salt. You ought to make the difference. You are the salt. Salt preserved. Chalk changing the taste that it is put on. Have you changed anybody around you lately? I know you hang with sinners and be with sinners every day. Have they seen anything in your character that won't make them want to be like you? No, have your life just great to them that I just want to be just like you? Oh, they didn't say, oh yeah. <laughs> he go to church and, oh yeah, they almost said, that's the way I am. It's not in my Bible that God's faith was to be the way that we were and not change. My Bible tell me, First, Second Corinthians 5, 17, See, if any man be in Christ Jesus, he's a new creature. Old thing, old lying, and old drinking, old yeah. filthy conversation, old backbite, old judging. He said, I passed away. Yeah. And behold, all things are new. Yeah. And all things are becoming of God. God bless you, and I'll see you next yeah. oh, Sunday in the name of Jesus. And we just continue We just need to educate our mind, but we are already equipped. Amen. Amen. God bless you.